We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the SoRare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by SoRare. I am Andrew Laird from SoRare Data. You can find me at Laird or as Lairdino on SoRare. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew M. Laird. Joined as always by Andy Black, who you can find on SoRare as Black and on Twitter at ablack86. Andy, we had like a few comments of people who were very excited about this podcast about us talking about our stupidity. Is that weird? <laughs> I don't think it's weird. I think people just like to like know that they're not alone. Oh, so they're all dumb too? Is yeah, I think so. I think everybody has a little bit of stupidity in them. And it's <laughs> nice to it's nice to just see that, you know, you're not alone. Yeah, I agree. Um, just before we started here, Sam and Chad was saying that I'm apparently surprised a lot. I didn't realize that I say I'm surprised that often. I'm surprised to hear that I'm, that I'm so surprised all the time. Well, they said they're going to make it into a drinking game, so I'm surprised as well to hear that you're so surprised. I'm very surprised that everybody's so surprised. So yeah, uh, well, actually, cheers. We have to we have to have a drink for that. <laughs> you should be blacked on 20 minutes. So we we're going to talk about yeah, basically, we had preseason plans, and you were like, we should talk about midseason adjustments, and I'm like, midseason, and I'm like, I guess it's November, and you should probably make midseason adjustments now instead of like February. So. We, how like detailed were your preseason plans? But we're going to preseason, obviously, for the European leagues, MLS and the, your favorite Asian leagues are coming to an end. But the uh, going into the European leagues, like, do you, did you find that your plans are changing now because you were wrong? Or like, is it just like bad injury luck? Well, I, I think that, I think all of those things kind of apply and especially apply when like, you you're not you're like a, a manager that just doesn't buy the best players or have the capital to just buy the best players so like a lot of my strategies are more like aligned around like a value squad where it's not i'm not buying an ix stack it had to it had to come out we're two minutes in and ix stack was said so uh but yeah i can't afford that i can't make a d4 10 ETH team so um yeah, and when you build value teams, stuff happens, and and you're not gonna be uh, you're not gonna be either winning or whatever every week. Like Club Bruges was kind of my D four uh, um, squad mm-hmm. and challenger, and they've just been I don't want to say bad because 
because they've definitely underperformed yeah. for sure. But I think that the big problem is around the fact that I have uh, Mignolet and there's nobody to really stack him with that's that makes sense. Like I could do Jack Hendry, but can I win with Jack Hendry? I don't not in challenger yeah, really. Cha- and and Brandon Michelli um uh or Mechale, I guess. Uh I I you don't know when he's gonna play, so you can't use him. Uh I own Clinton Mata, but it's like eh. Yeah. He's a he's a wing back that just loses possessions. Um, and then Sobel, um, is kind of the same. He gets maybe a little more decisive, but so me and you've been talking a lot about challenger the past week, and that's where I've focused a lot of my like thought process, but like, I haven't really done a lot yet, but I'm, I'm the, the, the gears are, are, are moving right now. So did you, so do you play, I can't remember if you play, you don't play champion Europe, like you're not all in on champion Europe, right? Like challenger is really where you're focusing or you wanted to focus. I I don't know. I'm farther down the champion uh, wormhole than like, you know, a lot of other people are like, I have my West Ham stack. Right. And um, that's been an interesting one because like they have overperformed like, they, yeah. you know, like in, in real life football, but how many rewards does it want me? Zero. Hmm. Cause that, cause champion Europe's hard. Right. And you know, my, my goal for the entire year is if I can win one or two cards in champion Europe, I'll be pretty happy. Um, and then obviously you keep your cards and I can use them next year and maybe win something. But my big problem there was I kind of wussed out and I could have bought, um, Declan rice off of Pavel for 2.5 ETH. Yep. And I was like, I'm going to cheap out and buy Suchek, which Suchek's fine, but he's just not going to win. Hey, your beer, by the way, with your background looks awesome. I just noticed that. It's like, yeah, (laughs) that's actually only seltzer. Sorry. But, but Suchek's just not going to win me um, many rewards. Uh, And Declan's been great. And, you know, I think that his super rares are selling for over four ETH now. So, that was a swing and a miss and um, kind of a missed opportunity there just from like a, a buying a card and, and valuation going up sort of thing. But, uh, and I was close too. I think I had offered him two ETH for it and I just kind of wussed out and I should have just went ahead and, and gone for it. But do you think here, here we are? Yeah. I mean, obviously the price adjustment on it now, like I think, yeah, you, you said it's around four, but like, you weren't going to sell it. Like if you had, no. it, yeah, right. No. <laughs> it is, it almost doesn't even matter. Like what the price really yeah, is now. That's fair. I, I think the, the hard part for me was like, I'm buying a U23 player to use in a champion Europe yeah. lineup. Why pay the premium and just get Suchek, which they're not the same player. No. Like as much as I, I would like them to be the same player, they're definitely not the same player. Yeah. I, I feel like Suchek has like overperformed but he's like overperformed for too long that everybody was like, maybe he is just good. And yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe it comes good for you later in the season, you know, something maybe. Like yeah. And uh, you know, there's, I, th- I think right now he's just meh. He's fine. I can put him in there or I could all, always swap him out. The That lineup has some flexibility in it, but yeah. um, I feel like, like a lot of times I just have to play it. Like, 
this weekend when they play Man City, I am not busting that that stack. They're all going in there together, and they're either going to shock the world, and I'm going to win champion Europe, D2, or they're going to score like 200 points mm-hmm. total. And right. that's fine, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not busting that up and pulling pieces out of there. Yeah, it, given that matchup, it doesn't make, even make sense to. Like, if you split them up, then they're just killing other lineups. Right. So, so just let them all kill one lineup. Yeah. But I don't think that's bad. Like, yeah, it's pretty. I've, t- I've got, I've got a ticket to the dance, and uh, right. maybe, maybe uh, you know, the whole half the team gets COVID or something, and uh, West Ham crushes it. I mean, I the the best case scenario is next week. Everyone is like, we got to ban these West Ham stacks. It's outrageous. <laughs> They're not even any new cards out. No more West Ham stuff. I don't think we'll be hearing that anytime soon. <laughs> Especially okay. since how scarce those cards are, just because there just isn't a lot of them on the platform. Yeah. Right. right. But also because they just don't have like the the players and the talent on that team to to do that. You know how it's gonna come up when somebody wins again with an Ajax stack, but it's a Hilaire West Ham card? <laughs> and they're like, oh, these West Ham Ajax stacks are just killing the game. You know, what's funny is there was there was like two or three of us in uh, kind of a group that, that we all chat in. And uh, I don't want to name names, but I know Jimmer's one of them. I'm one of them. We all had Sebastian Holler uh, uh, rares. And when he transferred in Surface, you might have been one of them. I don't know. I don't know if you, you did this or not. But when uh, Holler transferred, we all were like, oh, time to sell him. Time to sell him. Because that West Ham card was brutal, man. He like, was really bad. He was bad. He was so bad. He was unusable. It was just a dead card. And when he transferred, the hype train hit. And, you know, we could immediately sell him for 0.25, I think, or 0.225, somewhere in there. And it was like, sell, sell, sell. We all got rid of him. All of us sold him. And, God, we look like morons on that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the... <laughs> we'll just <laughs> Sam with the no comment on that yeah, one. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we actually talked about that earlier today because I was, uh, I'm trying to sell a card right now, and I was saying I sh- I should have just sold him when he moved, and he's been terrible right. or hurt for most of the time. But uh, hopefully that that comes good. But yeah, I feel like I haven't been nearly as successful without like my European cards are not as good as my MLS ones or my Champion America ones. It's not even just MLS, and so. I had like a pretty good summer and I was like, all right, this will just like keep going. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, all of my good cards are not in the lineup builder anymore. And where did all my good cards go? And I tried to, I couldn't use a similar strategy because the prices are so much higher for European cards because they're Mm -hmm. more in demand. And so like, I feel like I've basically stuck to my plan and the plan was bad or yeah, I don't think I'm, the plan is either bad or I don't know. If, I don't know. I, I'm in a weird spot. And we talked about this last week, like with the international break, I was like, I'm really going to like reassess. And I basically have like started to sell off more cards in order to raise money. And I just have no idea what I want to spend the money on. And like each game week that goes by, I'm like, I'm missing, like I have cards that I'm just like, right. well, if I had one or two more, then I should just, get them so that I can actually like 
get the equity out of these cards that I own, but instead I'm just like tanking lineups every week with like half-assed attempts at finding good cards or good players. Yeah, so I have a couple of responses to that. Like last January, you should have heard all of us U.S. players, managers that all chat together. We were like, oh, in two months, March rolls around. We're going to be, I can't wait. I can't wait. We're going to be winning so much. And um, because, you know, we had galleries full of MLS players. Like we were chomping at the bit for it to start back up. And I guarantee you when we get to like January, we're all going to be the same way. We're all going to be having those same conversations. Dude, two more months, we're going to be killing it. Can't wait. And I think most of it is not like those players are like dominant in their respective league. It's just like the having that depth and the ability to like choose matchups um, in your all-star lineups uh, or even champion America lineups or whatever, like having those cards just available just opens the, like opens up so many options for you. And I think that that's really the, the advantage because I know your gallery has a lot of those players where it's like, obviously you have some of the elite elite MLS players as well. But just having like the fluff as well to, okay, this guy's out hurt or whatever, and I can plug this guy in. Great. Yeah. But I- also my, my other comment real quick was about how you were talking about, uh, um, what was it? Ah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll how think I of wanted- it though. Give me a oh, second. I wanted to buy a Yaroslav Rakitsky super rare. And then Ooh. five minutes later, he takes a penalty and makes it. And I was like, oh, there went that price. Right. Were, were you lowballing that guy? I didn't even make an offer. No. Like that was the other thing is that I, so I've like accumulated some ETH, not that much, but it's like, do I try to cheat my way into two playable super rares? Because it, the, so I'm in this weird range where it's like, I don't have enough ETH to get like an elite super rare. Yeah. And I'm, I'm never going to get there or, you know, in a, in the short term to medium term, like I'm not getting there. And so it's like, do I spend all of my ETH on one, like maybe good super rare, or do I try to like get by on finding like a diamond in the rough? And based on the super rares I have bought, I am not very good at finding diamonds. Yeah. Um, Albert, Rusnak? Uh but the uh, MLS, like uh, the European. Yeah, one, right. <laughs> the Rusnak one was was I got lucky on that one. Like he was just in a terrible run of form with like no indication he was gonna bounce out of it. And then I mean, that's kind of I think has to be part of the strategy, right? Yes. Like if you're not gonna have the ETH to just go by Tadich, yeah, then you gotta you gotta be able to snipe or figure out or Find a way to, to to harness that and grab the guy that's on the verge or ready to pop. And yep. and and don't say that Rusnak was blind luck. No, you knew he was ready to ready to go. I I just thought that he couldn't be that bad. I'll put it that way. <laughs> like he was just a good enough player. He was young enough. But yeah, I just need either maybe he can go to Europe. <laughs> maybe right. that's what i need uh i don't know about that not but... go to belgium yeah or holland and i think he's fine it. where he's at right now that's true yeah so i do remember what i was gonna say you kind of were talking about like a, a funk of just like submitting 
mediocre lineups that can't win. And certainly that's been me in challenger the past, I don't know, six, six weeks or so yep. where it's just, I, I have lineups and you look at each individual player and you're like, Oh yeah, he has upside or, or he's not going to kill your lineup. And I have a lot of, the, I have too many of those guys or he's not going to kill your lineup. Well, he's also not going to win you anything. And, mm-hmm. and when I say not going to kill your lineup, right. I feel like you can get one of those guys in your lineup, but you can't have more than one of them. Yep. And I've got a lot of lineups in challenger where it's like, okay, I have two or three guys that might average 50 and okay, that's fine. But when we're talking about all these IX stacks and all these other high performing teams, yeah, it's, it's just not going to cut it. You, you need those high upside players in that division or, yeah. or don't play. So I have two things on that. One is that the, I think what made me look more at these like middling super rares is I was like, Oh, well, you know, with the super rare bonus, like, Mm-hmm. Then they become better cards. But I'm like, but like the good challenger cards I have, their super rares are also in this contest. So like right. I'm competing. In, so I'm like behind already. Yeah. And so I don't know. So I was looking at the, during that uh, IX thing that I was looking about, out about the stacks. The crazy thing is if you look at scores, there's, I should not compete in challenger at all. Like yeah. the scores are so high and it takes fewer points to win star and tier one, tier two cards in all-star than it does in challenger. And, but the problem is, is that you can only, or from my gallery, I can only submit two all-star lineups right? or three, if you count limited. And so the funny thing is, is that the limited cards that I have, like the, the lineups I make for limited in limited are the cards I'm going up against in rare and rare pro, but I don't have those, those rare or super rare cards. Right. So yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know if trying to win in challenger was a mistake, like not that champion Europe's it's hard. easier, yeah. yeah. but the, some of the scores in challenger I'm just not sure it's champions. I, champions really hard too. Um, I'm sure, but I, don't even I, try. I do think that like, at least for me, like, I feel like I, my big mistake was I had some good stuff going here and some good stuff going here, but I just didn't put it all together. Like I, I have that Michael in, in, uh, you, he plays for Ghent. And uh, I don't, I would love to know how to pronounce his last name, <laughs> but I have him and I've got Mignole and it's like, why not just, and, and I did this this morning. I sold Mignole and I bought Simon Balat, the goalkeeper that goes with Michael In- Inga Inga. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's like that correlation right there makes a lot of sense. He's a good defender. He's a good goalkeeper. Put them together instead of having like, I think Miggs is a pretty decent goalie, but he has no defender on that team that I can really stack. Yeah. And, and I need that. Like, I'm not going to be able to buy the the best. So I got to stack. I got to build that, that like uh strategic lineup. And, and I already have Inga Inga. I might as well get Bolat, put mm-hmm. them together and then start building off of that. So that's kind of where I started like re 
restructuring. Like we, we, we were, we've been chatting all week about this and, and, and yeah, <laughs> you abandoned uh ship on challenger last April, Quinny. That's funny. But it was like, I, I gotta have a strategy. I can't just keep like, Oh, this guy's good. Put him in there. And this guy's all right. Put him in there. It's like, no, I need a really specific strategy yeah. or don't play. Yeah, that's, that's the way I've been going with it, but it, it feels like we're running out of ideas when we're just like, all right, I, I can't buy the best cards. So let me just stack and that's it. Yeah. And that's not working for me yet. Is <laughs> the problem. Well, um, what, what's your, what's your stack? So the, so for challenger, the other difficulty with challenger is that I'm, I'm like mixed. So like I have, See the and that's might be the problem, right? It it absolutely is. It absolutely is. So like, I have an Adon rare. Thank you, John Nellis, for that. And I'm just gonna say this right now. Sorry, but Adon without Coatas, um, is, eh. I know. Eh. Um, (laughs) he's probably the card. So okay, so I'll explain this there. So I have that the Fidal super rare. So he's like a mostly starter mm-hmm. and obviously there are times where he doesn't start and my lineup's just dead and yeah. because of the price i paid for it i'm like i knew the risk and i'm like willing to take it he usually starts but like he the lineup you, is dead if he doesn't could, start could you sell that card and buy coats the uh rare uh not straight up no coates but- is is much more much like he's more. like point the super rare. Okay. Eh. He's okay. 0.6 rare. Well, he's 0.6 now because of the, uh, yeah. th- that one new guy that's come on and bought everything. Well, yes, no, no, no. He was 0.6 before that. He's, before that, he's probably yeah. 1.6 now. Thanks yeah, to good the, God. a bottle or whatever, the, <laughs> whatever that dude's <laughs> name is. But so, but yes, he, I should have him, but so I have a Don rare Fidal super rare. And then I have, an Otavio and Luis Diaz combo from Porto. So I have like four guys from Portugal. And so really the last piece is a super rare that I should have because this is for rare pro. I only have one super rare. And so it's kind of like, who do I buy at that point? Because the Coates super rare, I mean, excuse me, Coates rare means now I'm running four rares in rare pro. Or, or you just drop down and you play the one, play the one division. Well, no, the, the problem is, is that I have another combo of Anthony Morris from St. Union, whatever, whatever, Royal Union, St. Whatever it is. And How about Christian this? Burgess. So like I have combos there. Sell one of them and go all in on one of them. Yeah. Like the D3 one is kind of half-assed. What's D3? The Oh, well, okay. <laughs> the rare pro one is kind of half-assed with Fidal and Adon. So either go all in there with, uh, co- uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say it right, Quinny. Coates. Coates. There it is. <laughs> um, Jackson. either go, either go all in with that or sell it and, and make the, uh, union stack better. Cause that union stack could be killer. And no, I don't, is, are people running that? So the, the the attacking stack is killer. The defensive one is they're a defensive whatever. It's whatever you know. If well, I get a clean the, sheet, great. If they don't, thing. whatever. Yeah, run the whole thing. 
Right, yeah, I can't afford the the attacking stack. Even if you sold a Don and a, a Fiddle? Probably. Fidel? Yeah, no. Because yeah. they're both U23. So I'm paying, now I'm paying U23 premium to run them in, to get run over in Challenger. <laughs> <laughs> no, who's U23? Uh, Vanzier and whoever the other guy is. One Who? of them's old. One of the really? forwards on that team? Uh, yeah, I think so. I thought they were both. Uh, maybe only one of them is U23. I only I'm have looking it up. guys. So, But it's just, I don't know. I feel like I'm in this middle yeah. ground with them. I mean, the one guy you have to have if you're going to run that stack is that Denise Undav. Yeah, Undav. Sorry, he's the other one. And, and he's 25, but oh, okay. his cards are weird. Like the best offer right now available is 1.4 for his, his rare. But also his average price is like around 0.8, well, 0.9, 0.985. Okay. He's going to be an ETH. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then Van Zier, he's not U23, is he? Yeah, he is. He is. But only for this year, I think. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So, I can, so I can pay the premium to get him for six months. Yeah. So it's two ETH basically. And then, oh, and then I still have to fill a midfield spot. I should definitely just buy Teddy. Teddy Tuma. Yeah. Teuma or whatever. He, he's on that team, right? Yeah. They also have that Casper, Casper Nielsen. Or do, don't you already have Matoma? No. No? Okay. Mm. Yeah. Maybe don't do that. Then. Uh, so, so, that sounds like an expensive stack. <laughs> right. <laughs> at that, right. At that point, I should just buy an Ajax stack. Yeah, for real. No, so so the issue that I have and is what like started to depress me earlier today is I was looking at my lineups and I'm like, when MLS and K League and J League are over, I'm gonna run three lineups every week. And yeah. like I was running ten when MLS and K League and J League were around. And it's like I know what, that it's what are only the, like what are the three lineups? Uh all star rare, all star rare pro, if I because I'm just throwing uh, super rares in and yeah. u23 rare no challenger at all uh no well maybe not it depends if you know where i but i, I have basically three playing goalies yeah hmm. it's uh yeah i almost feel like you still need to consolidate a little bit like i, the... I don't disagree with you yeah it, it, but it's so hard because I'm the I'm in the boat where like like we were talking about earlier like my challenger stuff like I have all these goalkeepers like Van Ash and Van Hamill and all these terrible goalkeepers on terrible teams that might get relegated right and it's like oh but that unlocks the ability for me to make another lineup and I just like keep and I just like am keep going down this path of destruction where it's just like, oh, well, I have a lineup and I just submit it and I feel like, okay, they all play. And I'm like working really hard, making sure none of these guys DNP in this lineup that doesn't even matter. And it's like <laughs> maybe the better option is to sell two of those lineups and make one and and really go after Challenger D3 or Challenger D4. And instead of trying to submit some crappy lineup with Van Hamel and a crappy lineup with Van Osh, maybe buy a good goalkeeper with a good defender and make a good lineup. <laughs> but it's like a, it's like a destructive path. Like you're, you're like really content because you're like, Oh, I'm still submitting a lineup and I'm not 
uh, there's no DNPs in it. And I just got unlucky this week. And like you really start to believe that. And it's just right. like, no, that's not what happened. No, your lineup you sucks. have yeah, you have subpar players that suck, and you need to <laughs> sell one of those lineups and get a better one. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to like really listen to your inner inner self, and it's like I I've really thought this for a long time. Quality over quantity. We've talked about it before. But, it, but it's hard in like practice to actually go out and do it and make yeah. the trades and and sell like selling. I sold a Vanakin this week. I was going to bring I, that. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to bring that up or not. And I sold Mignole this week. Both cards I've owned since, you know, my first year on the platform. But it no longer made sense for me to like own those cards and be submitting line- like they were not winning cards for me. Um, like I couldn't put them in, I couldn't make winning lineups out of them. Um, I shouldn't really maybe say that about Vanakin, like he can still play a part, but, um, I also feel like, like his value right now at 0.6 for the performance you're getting for him, you can buy a 0.25, 0.3, 0.4 card and get the same performance and not pay the Vanakin premium, I guess. He also has midweeks, which, you know. Um, help as well, but uh, yeah, I just feel like I, I feel like I needed to just like let go of some of those things, and I I did that this week, and it kind of maybe maybe will work out. We'll see. Was the Vanakin maxed out XP wise? No, it was nine point five percent, so it was level nineteen. Close. Somebody got a nice card there. I hope they appreciate it. Yeah, you brought that up, and I was just like, I can't fathom as somebody who's been on the platform for so long selling a Vanakin. But you were like, and I think I'm going to sell Minule too, and I'm like, oh, get rid of him. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I've, I, I've won a lot of cards with like that that Migs card and the the Vanakin, and just there's like a little bit of uh, a little bit of like nostalgia and in, in the fact that I uh, that I got those cards and I didn't really want to let loose, but yeah. You know, Quinn, it's, Quinny's all about that. He loves, he, he's all about the nostalgia of these cards. What's going on, Sean? Uh, no, I do not regret not having Chicago fire stacks, which by the way, uh, there's no such thing as a Chicago fire stack because I don't think that there's five players left on that team. <laughs> <laughs> they released everyone. Oh, except the 17 year old goalie. Yeah. He's still there. It will be really fun to watch where Madron goes because he could go somewhere and be like Carlos Gil and score a hundred every week. I really do feel like, feel like he could go somewhere and just completely crush, but I also feel like he could go to Europe and score zero every week. (laughs) (laughs) He'll get up to 26. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Sam's bringing up the thing that's the salt in the wound of me trying to sell cards. That like there are tons of MLS cards that I will probably try to sell in February, but it that just seems so far away from now. Yeah, and I'm not patience, very good at patience, patience. Yeah, patience. Yeah, that's a great question, Mike. Uh, I have no clue. I don't know much about the um, the uh, expansion process. I don't know when like free agency opens for them and all that, but uh, 
I don't know, Laird, if you know much about that. I know he's free. That's all. Like yeah. they, there's no, uh, it's not like they have to protect him for the expansion draft, but right. I'm not sure that's a great landing spot for him. Like he needs to go to a team that scores. Like he, he was just on the worst team. And so like going to a brand new team, like we, he may as well still be in Chicago. He goes to LAFC. That's a little different. That's all. Ooh, Quinny Sam Madron definitely going to Challenger Europe, which could be a good thing. Yeah, it could be. Just yeah. depends on the team. Mm-hmm. Can't go to Miami. They have 17 DPs already. Orlando, maybe, <laughs> to take Nani's spot. Nani's DP spot, that is. is. Is he, like, ready to retire or something? His contract's up after this season. Oh, so he might retire tonight. They play tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the club has an option. But, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't stop him from possibly retiring. Yeah, it could mm-hmm. be tonight. That was another thing. The Tuesday matches just killed my my weekend lineup. Split up all my super rares. Yeah. That was kind of weird that they did that, but... I, don't know. I mean, didn't they call Nicholas and be like, just to confirm, it's Tuesday? <laughs> you can be like, no, no, no. What, no, no. What, ti- what time's that game week deadline? Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Which actually, I guess they don't even talk to him because it's the players' association. Oh right, right. Man, that Seven game week deadline still ball. killing me. I I haven't been like really burned by it, but I still just like it really bothers me that it's at four in the morning for me. Oh, the deadline! I thought you meant yeah. the MLS Players Association. No, no. Well, that too, but um, I would love to see kits, but. And, and logos, but yeah, deadline, brutal. I would love to see like made up logos with t- with like city names. Like how they <laughs> call Sporting Kansas City, Kansas. Like I want to see like a Kansas logo. Oh, how about like, you know, like this logo right here. Ooh, wow. Yeah, old school, right? That is old school. It's it's part of like their uh, retro, like they, they did like a new retro line. New retro? Yeah. I think that's actually what they called it, new retro. Yeah. And they released like some new, I don't know, cool stuff. Stuff. Whatever. That's stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So do you think you're going to play Asia next year? I don't know. So, Sean in chat right now keeps telling me I should. Well, And I, I, I play the most low effort Asian squads possible. Like I own um, like... 30 Asian cards. And I think they're all on teams that are about to be relegated. So, uh, so I'll probably have to like buy 30 new Asian cards, but if I want to play, so I don't know. I probably, I don't know. Probably not just, it's, it's, it's so hard. It's it. it, For me, it's, it's too hard. And Mm -hmm. honestly, like part of the reason I play the game is for like the enjoyment of watching the games or like engaging in some way. And with like the Asian leagues, the games come on at like 4 a.m., 3 yeah. a.m. I'm not waking up to watch a game then. So I don't know. Pro- I, I don't think I will. I might buy like a cool card, like a good U23 player or something that I can plug into a lineup that, that might make sense. But I don't think I'm going to like go compete in Asia D3. You know what you should do is just buy a stack. Oh, like an Olsen stack or something? That's exactly what I did. That team, yeah. in fact. Yeah. And then, and then sold... try to and then try to learn rotation on that squad or whatever. 
No, it's just if they don't start, then you're just like, oh, well, it's just an Asian. <laughs> so, so it's like a low effort stack where I don't do a lot of research on who's playing or anything. You just submit it and hope. Yeah, I mean, I think the level of low effort is even lower than, you, than you're getting. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll do that. I'll think about it, okay? I'll keep it under consideration. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'd like to sell all of mine, or all but five before the season. I think that's the big problem. I don't know that I could sell all of mine, because mm. by the time uh, we get to the time where it would make sense to sell them, those cards are going to be relegated and... Nobody's going to buy a card with a red X on it. I could sell all of mine this week if I wanted to. They're that good. No, <laughs> but I got an offer to buy all of my cards and that includes all my Asia cards. Oh, right. Yeah. But who, who did that? Somebody who blocked me on so rare, ironically. Pavel. And did you, did you ask him how much? No. Why didn't you do that? It would be nice to know, like... Maybe reply back right now and just be like, Pavel, how much? I think... Question mark. Yeah, so there were two reasons that why I didn't reply. One is pure spite uh, because he blocked me on so rare. And I still haven't gone back through my list, to, through my uh, offers sent to see like what was the final straw that made him block me. But the other was that I don't think I would sell for less than what's on so rare data and... I'm assuming he's not offering that. And so it's just not even, I don't know. Like, I almost feel bad being like, all right, what do you give me? And then whatever number comes back, I'm like, nah, <laughs> right. I'm good. But it would be nice to know like where he's at in valuations right now. Like, is he at a hundred percent of so rare data value? Is he at 80%, 50%, whatever. It'd be kind of, kind of interesting to know. Maybe you can do a little market research for us. Yeah. I mean, there are other people who claim to be buying galleries and I don't know. It's not like I have a hundred ETH gallery. Like, so I don't know. You're right. Maybe I should start shopping it out. That's the easiest way to get, make sure I can sell all my Asia <laughs> cards. And, well, so, so that's actually part of the problem is that, and this, I feel like this is like what everybody would say, but like my better cards are MLS cards. And those are at the, like the lowest they've been all year. Like, why would I sell all those cards at, at the lowest value? Yeah. Because somebody can just give me the ETH for it. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sorry, like I'm looking at the idea of the Kawasaki backups, except then you're just not playing anybody. <laughs> yeah, like whichever one of those don't hit. And I don't know which ones to buy. Like, I'm just buying a bunch of guys. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. No, you buy the ones that are 17 and then wait five years. And then they're elite. Someone tweeted us. Uh, I, I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing his name. Siriam Krishnan. He might be listening right now. Um, okay. But he, uh, he's he got a really nice partial IAC stack with Ode- uh, Odysseus and your buddy Rakitsky. Love Rakitsky, yeah. Yeah, he's already got 182 points. And he's in Challenger uh, or Challenger Rare Pro. It's a pretty nice looking team. He's yeah, with Berghaus, Glenn, Glenn Kappen and Bergheis. Yeah, I mean that's that lineup's looking killer. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and his other lineup. Oh, so All Star Rare Pro, which I'm also trying to compete in. He's got your boy uh, Bola. Oh yeah. Blind Super Rare, Lisandro Martinez Rare, Wendell Rare, and Hilaire Super Rare. Like, yeah. what am I doing, Andy? <laughs> Well, Wendell clearly let him down with only 61 points. Yeah. I love the screenshots from the app, though. They look nice. Yeah, those are cool. Um, do you think, and, I, you know, obviously, I don't, I'm, I am I can't really, like, prod and poke at your guys' roadmap, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, like, share directly to social from the app. Is that something that you guys are maybe working on? I guess I can't. <laughs> We would all love uh, to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline, um, gotcha. both for the app, like for the mobile app and the web app. And I think people are going to be very happy with what they have. But What's Quinny the- talking about in chat? Brad Knighton. What? Agreed. But lots of Brad Knighton. Buy lots of bread. Why am I buying Brad Knighton? <laughs> I think, yeah, Sean makes this good point. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're getting offered one ETH for Jimmy Maurer, like, you sell them. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think one of the <clears throat> biggest things that we shouldn't be doing, and I, I mean, I won't be doing it because I already don't do this, but if you like look at limited card prices and you're thinking that has any like comp to the rare or super rare prices, like come MLS in the, in the spring or really the winter, I guess, because they start in February. But like, I think, we're going to see rare prices and super rare prices increase a lot faster than the limited ones, just because there's just still so many more limited cards. I don't know what I honestly, that's the one area that I have no real guess or idea on what's going to happen. Like limited prices. Once those cards come back into season. Yeah. Um, I got to think that it'll be like tempered, but I think like, I think I agree with you, but I, I just don't know. Maybe we'll see something weird where they, they do fluctuate quickly in price. Yeah. I guess just the way that I'm thinking of it is I think they didn't even mint that many Carlos heel cards, but like, let's say there are 40 left. Mm -hmm. Like 
by the time we get to February, like when the season starts, we're going to have 40 rares yet and possibly like 600 limiteds. Like it's just, yeah. it's just so many. And so, yeah, I just don't think that like buying, scooping up ML, like I don't think that the strategy of buying out of season cards um, for cheap and then selling them when the season starts will work with, ML with MLS. Because the, maybe because the supply was so late when they came out. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting where th where they're even at. Like, are they going to keep pumping out cards here over the next two months? I I don't see how they don't. Like, there's there's so many cards to like get out, and you I, I don't see them minting. You know, like doing eight hundred of them in January February. Yeah, but then we're going to have that weird period again where they're going to like run out of rewards or they're going to be short on rewards or I don't think I'm limited. I don't think they'll run out there. Yeah. We just don't have the users yet. Right. Right. But like so Sam, he's saying if there are 600 left in February, they won't get to 1000. I actually don't think they get to 1000 anyway. But even if they got to 600 and there were only 400 left in February, like there's just, it's so many cards. Like none, I, I don't even know where we are now. Like where the, what the last like um, MLS like auctions are. What do we look up? I'm going to look up Gustavo Boo. 154. Yeah. Like that was today. <laughs> 154 of a thousand. And so we still have like three months and his first one was, my God, there's just so many auctions. It was August, August 13th. So August until now, he's only at 150. And that was when the season was going on. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, and those cards were being rewarded too over that time mm -hmm. frame, which I think rewards were pretty bad at the very, very beginning, or they were like lower. But um, yeah, like here in the next couple of weeks, there's not going to be a lot of Champion America prizes. So the only ones left to go out are going to be on auction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Timber Limited just went for 0.3. It's just That's so expensive. Some of, some of those Limiteds are still so inflated in value, it feels like. Mm, it's not nearly as many as it was. Like the graph was clearly like this. Well, it's like the top 1% are yes. still really expensive. Yeah. Like Morioka's price never dropped. Yeah. Like the, the, the elite cards definitely did not drop. And the elite ones that I bought, they just dropped in performance. Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you going to buy a Morioka rare? I No, I can't. <laughs> I can't spend, I mean, he's you like, can't a sell player. your whole gallery for that. <laughs> Right. So, well, that's like what I thought of when I was like, if I sold my gallery, like I'm not leaving, <laughs> like I'm a little too invested from a number of reasons here that I can't leave. But like, I was like, all right, well, if I have that, then I can go out and buy like the five best cards and I'll just run like one lineup. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend like one seven on a rare card. Like, come on. Yeah, something like the risk behind buying a card like Morioka. Like, I don't know. I don't even know his contract status. Like, is, is he under contract there at Charleroi for a long period of time? Who knows? Right. But like, 
it doesn't take much for a player over 30 to like, you know, especially in like a, a team like that. Like, I don't know. Uh, that said, imagine if he were to go back to like the J League, I'm sure he would just like completely crush it over there. I guess. I mean, he'll be playing until he's like 50. Well, he's already 30 <laughs> already. Um, so his last ones were 1.8 and 1.7. We'll be talking about Morioka in like 10 years. We'll be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I've got him on my, uh, I don't know, my front front nail stack. <laughs> you know who won't be talking about him? Everyone who has never heard of So Rare. Yeah. Oh, Sean well, says his contract's that... up in 2024. Oh, good Lord. There were some La Liga rumors, too, and it was like, that would be terrible. Yeah, that would be awful. Yeah, I, I don't see his price ever coming down to a point. Like, he could be horrific for for the rest of the season, and he's not getting below an ETH. Yeah. I don't know. I just... So, no, I'm not buying a Morioka. He was one of the first limited cards I bought, though. Like, literally one of the first. Yeah. I think. So, I added onto my agenda of things to to talk about as far as, like things to change i own kind of like a a a bit of like a half-assed byron stack with uh uh goretzka commit uh davies i don't have a forward should i buy leroy sana oh he's expensive no should i buy lewandowski maybe i think you're better off buying well what are the price differences? Like one ETH. I think Sané is like one point, I don't know, a little above one. I guess Lua is probably like two. And a quarter, I think you maybe? can find a, I don't know. Uh, a similar uh, a similar scoring. Oh, no. Lua is like three. <laughs> Good God. I think you can find a similar scoring forward to Sané that you don't buy him. I don't think that there's. I don't know, man. It feels like the correlation between Goretzka yeah. and Kimmich to him is that they just happen to play at the same time. Yeah, that's fair. It also seems like he's always hurt. Or always coming yeah. back. That's funny that you mentioned that, Sam, because uh, uh, we actually talked about selling Davies today. I... <sighs> and honestly, I didn't get a chance to really talk to you because I, I think I was getting in my car driving home from work. But... Uh, the one thing that worries me with Davies is that like they might start to like want to use him in more of an attacking role at some point. And we've seen on the national team, what happens to him when he's used in that way. I mean, that was his position. Like that's where he played for the white caps. Like Byron turned him into a left back. Yeah. So I don't know. He scores really well right now at left back. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. No, he's great. It's sometimes. I mean. I don't know. I feel like he's great. But but what would he sell for right now? If you if you could sell him right now, instant instant selling, where does he go? Uh one point one. One point one? Hmm. I don't know. It seems like a lot of ETH to be able to move into 
something else, like a like a awesome challenger team, like a Coates rare and something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Davies is one of the nostalgia cards for me, at least. But yeah, I was absolutely in that. Like, maybe I shouldn't have this card. Like, I'm just not sure it's. For my look gallery, at, it makes the most sense. Look at everybody just like poking us. Sell Davies now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, at least Sam is. Is is Quinny saying the same thing? I'm having a hard time here. I don't know, but Quinny snaps old Morioka, so he has no uh <laughs> no heart. Yeah, Sam, I agree with you. You agree with him, but you're not gonna do it. I don't think I'm going to do it, but I definitely agree that's the right way to go. So you agree with him that you should sell the card, but you're just not, you're too stubborn to do it? Because that was me for a long time with like Migs, Vanak, and like, there's, like I said, that nostalgia with those cards. Really, the only nostalgia card I should have is Jao Felix. Hmm. I'm not selling him for anything close to Davies. What if Gary V comes back in and buys like nine more Jows? <laughs> I hope one of them is mine. Yeah. I need this A bottler guy to buy mine for two ETH. Speaking of A bottler, I don't know who he is, but. Uh, um, or she. Or she. That's right. Um, I listed my Noah Lang because of this person. I've got a Noah Lang super rare and. Uh, I didn't even list my Noah Lang at the lowest price because this A Bottler account seems to want to buy like multiples of cards. Like, uh, uh, Gon- I think Connor Gonzalo mentioned. Anasio, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anasio, uh, Connor in chat mentioned that one of his, his super rares got bought by A, A Bot. So it's like, I don't know that I want to be the lowest listed Noah Lang on the market. I'll be the one that's the next price up because mm-hmm. maybe he'll want two or three of them. So um, I went ahead and listed mine at a ridiculous price just to hope hope and pray that maybe he'll want to buy a card that doesn't have a L5 of greater than 70. Yeah. Although Sorry, Noah Lang's just... L5 is like 45, it feels like. I just saw a Tyler Miller super rare just went for 0.335, which I think is what I paid for the rare. And that actually makes sense to me anyway. So if anybody wants my Davies super or Davies at two ETH, I'll happily, well, not happily, but I'll sell it. Even though there are three that are much cheaper than that. (laughs) Yeah. Connor said that the uh, Anasso that he sold was uh, out of the three. uh, uh, He got the most out of it. Yeah, there you go. Bought for a 1.275, then 20 days later, flipped for a 3.333. Good oh Lord. God. Congrats. That is very well done. What's great is that, Connor, how many game, like how many games did he actually play in that span? We had an international break. 20 days. Sure. Yeah, couldn't have been. One game? Game. That's amazing. Yeah, that's wild. That is amazing. Wow. But yeah. I should sell my Davies. The problem is, is that I need to have a plan before I do it. Like, I don't well, want to sit. Dude, we game. just talked about the plan. Yeah, I know. You got a dime. Yeah. Go out this. Go out this. <laughs> but I still need a super rare. Well, I mean, who's your forward in that lineup? 
Luis Diaz because I have him paired with Otavio from Porto. Like I actually don't. Not that I so don't. maybe you move Luis Diaz back down to like D four and you move Otavio down to D four. And you kind of rethink that lineup a little bit because that lineup is like prime for you captaining Coates, rare, right? With a Don, ah man, or you move that lineup down to D four and you play that in D four. Ichi's lineup, and you Every get rid of Fidel. He just crushes. Coates' last five scores are ninety seven, ninety eight, one hundred, fifty three, and ninety two. Yeah, and I'm gonna buy now. That's the idea. Buy now. What's what's the price for it though? When his L five is eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, but what's his price? Point uh, six two two is the cheapest. And you're and gonna that's get only because you're gonna get double that for Davies. And what's Davies L five? Forty forty two forty six or something. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so rare is weird. Like. You buy all these cards really? with like, yeah, I know, right? You buy all these cards with like this like long term hope, like oh, over the course of ten years. But really and truly, it's like, what can what can this guy do for me now? I so I love that you brought that up because I had this. I was like talking to somebody kind of about that uh, this weekend or whatever it was, and it was about your boy David Ochoa, Ooh. because he was try- he was looking to sell Ochoa, and somebody came to him and he was like, basically didn't like lowball him, but like. Mm-hmm. Came in with a lower offer than what he had. And he was like, you know, his season's almost over. So why should I pay any more? Yeah. And the response is like, well, he's one of the only U23 goalies midweek. And right. that became even less so with uh, Bijelot going down. And it's kind of like the total, I mean, that's like the two opposite ends of the spectrum being like, well, the season's over. And it's like, but you only want him because of this week. Like yeah. you don't care how the season goes, you know, like, so what do you think? Who who should get? Who should win that? Do you pay more because it's the game week is now, or do you pay less because the season's over? I don't know. Less Have you tried that move before? Over. No, hmm. that's a weird one. Sam said now is a bad time to buy Coates. Now has been the wrong time to buy Coates for the last like two years. No, His price is only going. You're absolutely up. right about that. Um, I'm not saying that like, <laughs> I think we might be peaking. We might be getting close to peaking, but like, um, I've been wanting, like I, I owned him a long time ago and I sold him for way too cheap. And I don't even want to know what I sold him for. It was probably one of the lowest prices ever sold for, for his card. But like, I've wanted to get back into that card for a long time. And it's just like, Oh, it'll come back down. He's on a hot streak. I'll just, I'll, I'll wait till he has a couple bad games or whatever. He's not having any bad games. He just keeps keeps killing it. I'm literally trying to go back and find out. There's too many of them. He was a point three. Somebody somebody a month finally. Ago. Oh, Coates was. Yeah. yeah. Like a month Doub- ago. Doubled the doubled price in one month. That that would hurt. No. Yeah, I can't buy him now. I agree, Sam. That's ridiculous. Ugh. Somebody just offered me the number. Oh, this is an interesting oh, offer <laughs> that just came across in chat. <laughs> and I know he's listening. It's uh, Ves. I I don't know that I can pronounce your name correctly, but Vespasian. Hmm. Sure. Um. He's he's hopped on our chat before, but he just offered me the number one of one hundred, Andy Nahar, 
um, when he was back at Anderlich for my Mike Van Hamel that's for sale right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fun. I'm going to have to reject it only because I'm looking for ETH right now. And I don't think that Andy Nahar does a whole lot for me, but I appreciate the offer. You, you're not going to sell Van Hamel and go buy that Nahar card? <laughs> no, I'm not. But I actually just sold my Van Osh because I, I just like randomly checked my offers and, and a good one finally came in for, for Van Osh. So Van Osh is gone. And I can use that to like make one of my, make a good challenger team. I played that card once. Yeah, you did. And then did he get COVID? Is that what happened or? It was either COVID or he got hurt. You were very generous to lend, to loan him to me when he was still U23. And I played him <laughs> zero times. <laughs> so I think when I loaned him to you, he was worth like one ETH or something. It was like, so oh, yeah. it was so ridiculous. He was, it was cause it was like during the boom and people were like, Oh, U23 goalie. Yes. I'll give you over an ETH form. Yeah. And, um, uh, I guess like, I don't know, you used him for a week or whatever. And by the time I got him back, his value was like one third. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I'm not Quinny sure. Knows this. <laughs> Although, so the reason, I wonder if I have that here somewhere. Probably not. Um, the reason that I needed him is that I had built a U23 team anchored by Alfonso Davies. But I was like, I can't afford a goalkeeper. And you, I think you had just won him. And you were like, oh, yeah, I, I did. Guy. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. And then yeah, it might have been COVID. I wonder if I can that's, go back. You know, and uh, that's always a funny thing about winning a card. Um, like, I've got some some friends that uh, have like smaller galleries or whatever. And like, I'll lend them a card here or there or whatever. But I will always lend them a card that I've just won mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's no XP cut. Yeah. <laughs> Which. I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of like a loophole in the system that like they either need to correct or they need to just like there needs to be a better like loaning mechanic. I don't know. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Oh, there he is. <laughs> it's a good point. What if buy them all for Tenny? All of them. It's possible. It's possible. But man, Van Hamill's on on a hot streak right now. You know, he just had a clean shut down. Gang, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he scored 80-something points. That card's worth so much right now. I'm going to... You know what? I actually made I made a half-joke, half-serious comment today to Laird about making a beer shot stack. <laughs> there was no way you were joking. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I could do it. Could I win anything with it? No. Yeah. Like even if even on their absolute best day, I don't think you could win. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, I found it. February nineteenth is when I got Vanosh. And March 9th is when you got him back. Let me see. I'm pretty so five Like fairly positive that he had COVID. Like he what contracted COVID in the February nineteenth is game week one forty four. Oh, he had sixty two. He had a, sh- a clean sheet and for then you. He didn't play, and then he gave up three to PSV, and then I gave him back. So I got like three games out of him. 
I think there's an international break in there too. Oh, maybe not. Oh yeah, there was. Yeah. That didn't, that didn't work out so well. So did you, you did you get the 62 points or whatever from them? What is that? Game week 144? Let's find out. You might be the only person to ever get a clean sheet. <laughs> well, but between us, the the only one between us to ever get a clean sheet out of that card. Out of that card, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. This is how my lineups looked back then. So I played him in game week, what is this? 144. He was the highest scoring player on my team. Uh, at 62.8. Uh, Alfonso Davies, what did he do here? Scored 29 because Oof. of his negative five all around. I played Chris Durkin, uh, Hussein Awar, and Jao Felix. <laughs> what a lineup. 263 <laughs> points, 46.9 away from a tier three. Okay. Oh, I like that, Sean. Beer shots, the poor man, Chicago fire stack. I don't even think it's that good. Yeah. And I, then I didn't even play Van Osh in the next game. That looked like a midweek. So game week 146, Van Osh, Davies, Mukhtar, Daikabi, Chris Durkin, and Jao Mario. Uh, Van Osh didn't play. That's that's the COVID week. That's the COVID week. 147, he uh, was a midweek. They didn't play. And 148 is the last time I had him. And I had Go Hatano by then. That's probably why I was so easy. I could give him back. Because I got that Go Hitano as a referral reward. Would you just sell him for? Uh, 0.19 something. My lamps were so bad back then. This is why I don't even look. I had two Chris Durkins captained in this game week. Oh, there's Rakitsky. Look at that. Captain 76. Getting me some ETH. Man. Mike Baston wants to know if I picked up Wankyu in the end. Um, I don't think he has a card, or if he does, I'm gonna need to to see it because I kind of looked around a little bit for it. I don't, I didn't see a Wanker card. I mean, Wankyu card. Who is that? Or are you just buying it because it says Wank on it? Yes, but this he played selling players so that you can he, buy guys like that. <laughs> He played this morning in the uh, in the weird like uh, Asian Champions League. Oh, game Asian Champions League. Yeah. Hmm. I think you should stop doing stuff like that. I don't think so. There's a guy that I'm waiting for to get on the platform. His name's Assman. He'd be a great card to own. I, I mean, you almost hey, you almost bought a card this week that didn't have a picture on it. I tried. There was another. Somebody else bought another one. Uh, Ishmaili's. One of his cards got cut off. Yeah. You're right. What, did, did you look at what those ended up going for? Uh, the other one, the one I didn't get was 0.03. And uh, yeah, 0.03. For error card, that seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah. I mean, I've yet to see anybody like collecting error cards, so I'm not sure. But the other one was literally yeah. like 0.009 or something like that. It's like, yeah, I, I, I wish I had seen it. I saw it on Twitter when somebody was like, look at the card I just bought. And I was like, ah, great buy. Ah, he's Juan Yu on So Rare. And he's got a great mustache. You know, like a very nice, subtle stash. A 30-year-old Korean that plays for Pong Pohang Steelers. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that is a nice mustache. With an L5 of 53. Okay. I think Pohang could be a pretty good stack for you for the for the spring. Oh yeah. 
I think I already own a a, a Pohang guy. I think. Let's see team. I don't know. Pohang. Does it tell you? Ooh, I got three. I have Kang Hyung Moo, Shin Kwang Hoon, and Choi Young Jun. Uh, Kang Sang Woo is their starting left back, if I remember correctly. And by remember, I mean looking at this graphic, it looks like he might play there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I could make a stack. I could make a... That's what I mean. Yeah, I've got a, I got a midfielder and a defender already, so I'm well on my way. What could go wrong? <laughs> I'm all in on Pohang next year. That's my team, Pohang. <sighs> I, I mean, you were, gallery? you were Olsen this year. I'm Pohang. Yeah. The Olsen stack was nice because they were in the Asian Champions League for a while. And I had Vako. That's, he started it. Yeah. Because I had him. And then I bought the Can you Korean, pronounce his last name? Uh, Kazashvili. <laughs> Is that right? I think so. That's pretty good. That's what I say in my head every time. I actually have no, I've never heard anybody call him anything but Vaca. Um, yeah, he was supposed to turn into Cecenia, which he didn't. Mm-mm. Not yet. Not yet. Yet. Right. And then I bought the, I might have bought the goalie after that. And then, yeah, I bought the Korean KDB, who turned out to be just, well, yeah, SO5 wise, which is a total bust. <laughs> YBG will come back, hopefully. Who's that? Yunbit Garam or Garam. Uh, I don't know. If of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. The Korean KDB. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I shouldn't, I should just give up. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> See, there we go. Thanks, Quinny. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs oh, to that... play. Yeah. So do you want to buy my gallery? Me? No. Anyone? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying any galleries. Not buying galleries? Dude, I, I've got enough gallery to like deal with now. I don't need any more gallery to deal with. And in fact, I don't know how Pavel does this. Like he clearly doesn't set lineups very well. That's probably for the better for us. Yeah. I mean, you were saying that he won zero rewards this, this week with a gallery even, of how many, how many cards? Not even the threshold. Uh, it's like 30,000. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I think it is that many. Yeah. Uh, where do I find that? Here we go. managers it probably won't even load because it takes so it's so many uh yeah his accounts just like like break so rare data yeah um he's at twenty nine thousand oh fifty nine. ah okay do you know what the next highest is it's gotta be like 10k 1769 and who's that karupu yeah i guess he never sells so this list is fun Who's third on that list? Uh, Tom C. Really? Okay. Yep. Anybody wants to look at it, it's at sororadata.com slash manager. I feel like those guys do pretty well. Um, just like, well, I, sh- I shouldn't lump those guys all together, but I feel like like P- Pavel is just always going to do well. Like Even when people trade him like shit cards, they end up turning good. Like a lot of them turn good. Yeah. It's like, ha 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 ha. I got Pavel on this deal. And then, you know, the card turns good and he ends up selling it and he wins in the end. Yeah. I, 
Do you think uh, I'm going to take this back to my question? Do you think it's better for me to sell Alfonso Davies or sell everything? Oh, um, that's a weird question. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like if you're if you're going to keep playing, you've are you already have some strategies like like formed. So I don't yeah. think it makes sense to ever like sell everything, ever. Like if you're gonna sell, I think that like there's strategic times to sell certain things. Mm-hmm. So if you're like really a lazy ass and you just want to sell everything, you're missing, you're losing value. Um, MLS, the best time to sell that is gonna be in like March. Right. Like all the European stuff would have been like three months ago, right before the season started. So, like, I think that like to say sell everything now is never a good idea unless you're like, unless you have like an emergency and you have to do it. But um, yeah. So my answer is, is sell Davies. (laughs) Hey, guess what? We can both sell Davies and we can undercut each other until we're in this. (laughs) No, what we should do is trade our cards together or I'll sell you mine for five ETH and then you can send it for, you know, we'll go back and forth. Just oh, to we'll wash them. We'll wash them just like uh, an avatar. It'll be like a, an avatar of a guy smoking a cigarette, except for it's Alfonso Davies. We'll sell it back and forth for five ETH. And then now it's worth five ETH. Yep. It's a great, great plan. Yeah. Let's talk after, after this podcast. Should we not do that publicly? <laughs> Whoops. Oh, just wait, we're live. We're, we're live still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the problem is, is that like I, uh, even the cards that I buy back, that I would want to like get back, it's now I'm like, oh, I'm buying. Like, would I rebuy the Rusnok Super Rare at half an ETH when I got it for under two? I don't even know what that would go for. I feel like Rusnok would be more now. Well, maybe, well, maybe not now that it's the end of the season, but. But he yeah. plays this game week. Yeah, mm, I don't. Eh. People, there's some people that might put a premium on that, but I just like for one week when he's probably going to lose. I don't know. Somebody bought one last week. A Rusnok super rare. That is pretty, pretty exciting. We got some MLS games coming up here. Uh, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. So I guess I'm staying up late drinking some dankful IPAs and watching uh, some MLS playoffs. There you go. There you go. Might fall asleep on the couch for the 9.30 game. We'll see. Man, I don't get pricing at all. Rusnak Super Rare went for 0.54 on November 2nd. And November 11th, or excuse me, November 15th went for 0.751. Uh, Super Rares are weird too. Like people are just going to kind of pay what they want to pay. Like, right. We didn't really, I mean, time for change. Um, We didn't really talk about uniques. And that's like been kind of like a thing I've been like kind of dabbling in a little bit. Uh. By the way, I own zero uniques still. Right. But I, as far been, as you can dabble without actually owning any. Yeah, I've been really watching the market and like kind of interested, wanting to get in a little bit. Like last night, there was that uh, Gyro Taras card that I was going after a little bit, and uh, the week before there was like two or three that I was kind of like, like you know, and in- interestingly like putting speculative bids on. Um, I think. I, like it's really hard because like 
obviously last night that that Torres card made a lot of sense for the guy that bought it, Dream Villain, because yeah. he kind of already has a couple of Atlas players. So what I'm learning is like in D1 unique market, there's always a card that's like valuable to somebody. So yeah. or or not or not. And the ones that are are not like like interesting to somebody or valuable to somebody, you can kind of steal. But the cards that do have that like unique fit into somebody's gallery or fit into a stack might be like way inflated. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's like a really interesting dynamic in that market because there's only one of those cards. So if somebody says I have to have the goalkeeper, like I'm I'm already halfway into my um, Cincinnati stack that I'm building. Weird stack to build, first of all. It is. But um, I'm already halfway into my stack. I already own two of the defenders. I have to own the goalkeeper. They will probably pay a ridiculous sum for that goalkeeper. And, um, you know, like for somebody like me that might be like kind of like dabbling in, mm-hmm. it's going to be bizarre to see the prices of some of those cards. But uh, that's, I think that, that a lot of times that's why you see like card prices that don't make sense in D1. It's like, uh, oh, somebody paid three ETH for that card, but there's a better card for two ETH. Well, the, yeah. the three ETH card made more sense to this guy and his gallery. And there's just such a unique factor to only one of those cards existing for the year. I'm starting to kind of like see that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to, honestly, I don't know if I'm going to buy any uniques, but I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like intrigued. Mm-hmm. It might be fun to like have a couple for D2. I don't know, but there's a Cincinnati card that's getting auctioned off here in a couple hours. Luciano. Hmm. I don't think I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows who the goalie is next year, Quinny? Might be Beckham Sunderland for all in. Doesn't he play for them? Isn't he in Cincinnati? I don't know. In starting spot in Houston? Nope. I don't think mm-hmm. I own any Cincinnati players, and I don't think I want to. I had a Matarita, and then he got traded to Cincinnati. He wasn't a Cincinnati player when I bought right. him. Right. NYC. Yep. Yeah. He was one of the first super rares, actually, I considered buying. Didn't buy it, but. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, all right. I think that's good. <laughs> I don't feel as dumb as I did when we started. I did. Like the, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Now that I've talked about selling like one of my most valuable, literally my most valuable card or just everything. And I have no decisions. All right. Race to the bottom on Davies. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> Please don't. If anybody Please. out there is looking for Davies, I will sell him for cheaper than, than Laird will. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to sell them cheap. That's the problem. There you go. Sam, the plan is we have no plan. That's the problem. Yeah. But I'll develop a plan, I think. All right. This has been the latest episode of the SoRare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by SoRare. We'll be back next week to talk about something else like we always do. Uh, If you guys have any topics you'd like us to cover, please feel free to reach out. Both available in the SoRare Discord. You can also find me on Twitter at Andrew M. Laird. You can find Andy at ablack86 and uh, yeah, reach out, let us know what you want to hear and uh, we'll certainly uh, talk about, talk about Andy, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Yes.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.